Hi, I'm Carrie Adams and you're listening to Carrie's Corner. Here we talk to the movers and shakers, the drinkers, the dreamers, the people who make it happen in the liquor industry around the world. So, let's get sipping. Winnie Bowman is with me today, Cape Wine Master, Brandy Queen of South Africa, friend, mum, wife, wine judge, wine writer, no intellectual slouch either. She's got a PhD in didactics, whatever that is. Oh, hold on. Says my computer's not allowing Riverside to record. Please refresh. Wait, Winnie. No, you can go on, Carrie. But dude, is this live on, on YouTube now? Yes, it is. You is can it go on. Big thing saying my computer is not allowing Riverside to record. Let it be. It's okay. I have it. Must I start again? You may. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Winnie Bowman, Cape Wine Master, Brandy Queen of South Africa, friend, mum, wife, wine judge, wine writer, no intellectual slouch, with a PhD in didactics, amongst other things, which we're going to ask her about just quickly. Welcome to my corner, Winnie. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Carrie. Good morning. It's uh, lovely to speak to you as always. Always. Normally we're on the radio, so today we're watching each I'm each other. I know. Well, <laughs> this is actually going out on the radio this evening as well, but just for everybody who doesn't know, this is actually also a live YouTube feed, so you can join us and listen to us while we chat. I phoned Winnie today and caught up with her because, very sadly this week, the wine industry said goodbye to Dampy Bailey, who he honestly is one of not just the, fun, the cornerstones of the South African wine industry, he was a foundation stone of the South African wine industry. And Winnie, I know that you knew Dampy very well, and being Mrs. Brandy, he also loved Brandy, and I hope that he's started his first one this morning on whatever cloud he's, he's living on today. Good girl. <laughs> Tell us your first interaction with Dampy. Where did you meet Dampy Bailey? Oh, my word. I'll, I'll actually never forget. It was in Stellenbosch, um, and I was busy doing my Cape Wine Masters um, 
uh, qualification and he always made a point of speaking to people in the room that he didn't know and ask them about what they were up to and why they were there and he always offered his support and he was just a ray of sunshine i mean he'll never be replaced number one and we'll never have another uh, a, a person like him in our wine industry certainly no. and i mean yeah. the shock waves I mean, everybody was just so saddened by this. And, you know, the funny thing is that he's now the fourth of four friends that have all died suddenly of a heart attack, which is... Um, really? Maybe, who who maybe, else did we lose? Or just not friends, just your friends, not friends in the industry? No, his friends. Oh, really? We, we lost Bertie van der Merwe last week. Oh, wow. Exactly in the same way. Eben Archer... Uh, did he die? Him, he was, as taking his last putt, and I still remember his 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 playmates saying, "Come on, man, get on with your putt," and then he just keeled over. And when um, was that? About two years ago. I was going to say, and of course, um, the wonderful um, Wilhelm Pinar's dad. Um, his name escapes me now. He was also a very big distel guy. Yes. Uh, and he was still doing harvests in Portugal, and the same thing happened. So it's been a all-round chopping in the um, forest of the wine industry. Well, you know, I think... I think that it's sort of coming time for us to start saying goodbye to each other because we sort of held up the industry for so long. And Dampy had such an amazing life and such a full life. Oh my word, he was he was a laugh a minute. I mean, when you yeah. went to the when you when you went to visit him and Sue, the first thing you had to do was go and look at his prize bull spiker, <laughs> which, which was the head of his stud. Mm. Um and meet Spaker before you could do anything else. And, I mean, he had a story for every flippant occasion. I know. And that naughty smile. He was very mischievous. I know that... Extremely mischievous. My my industry, my my um, time in the wine industry has been largely spent in Johannesburg, as you know. And yeah. whenever I went down to Cape Town, I always hoped that whatever function or whatever it was that I was going down for included Dame P. Bailey somewhere because he was as naughty as the day is long. He was hugely and, and mischievous. Sunshine at the same time. Yeah. But he was also he was also a massive intellect and a very Absolutely. brave pioneer. Um, I teased him mercilessly because of his affiliation to Pinotage. And then well, publicly sort of apologized to him afterwards because <laughs> his wish did come true in his lifetime. Pinotage did turn a corner. It pulled itself together. And it's actually quite pretty yeah. at this stage of the game. But when well, I first met yeah. Dampy, Pinotage was for me an absolute no-no. And he and a couple of his mates, as you know, you can expand upon it. It was one of his missions to make sure that everybody drank a bottle of Pinotage a day. Well, I must tell you, whenever you poured him a bottle of, uh, or let's just start with a glass first, yeah. a glass of Pinotage, um, he would just get that glazed over look in his eyes and you could see him just examining this wine and 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 actually he was not blind to the faults of Pinotage no. in the beginning, but of course he was very instrumental in, um, together with Bayer's Trita, mm. uh 
with the Pinotage Association, and they did an enormous amount of work to actually get the the um, winemaking and viticulture skills of uh, our industry up to a level where we now have Pinotages that we can really be proud of yes. and um, that are acclaimed worldwide. I mean, Greg Sherwood from London, he writes a lot about South African wine mm. and he often writes about Pinotage and yes. with uh, um, great acclaim. And in fact, Greg was even invited once to be on the panel of the Pinotage, um, APSA Pinotage Top 10 competition. And when he arrived here, he said it was the first time that he was going to have so many Pinotages in in, in a row, a short time. yes, and he loved it. But he loved it. He 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 just was blown away by the increase in the quality, and of course that put a bigger smile on on mm-hmm. Napi's, uh mm-hmm. face, and just said, "Well, it's actually Greg that's come round, not the wines." <laughs> <laughs> he really was. He brought a wonderful sort of a flavor to everything that he touched. And but he was no slouch. He he yep. had he had a, a a degree from University of Stellenbosch in in um, a BSc. I think he did a straight BSc. Yeah. He had a Harvard something or other. He went to he had a PhD from from um, UCL Davis. From Davis, yeah. he. I mean, he was, I think, one of the first winemakers, Cape winemakers in the country. Cape wine masters. Cape wine masters, he was one yeah. Of the first Cape wine masters. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, on more committees, Carrie, than I can count on yeah. hands and toes. He, he headed up, up SFW for any amount of time. He sat on the board of Distel. He made life changing decisions for our industry. And I think that. I mean, whilst we remember him for the fun, light-hearted, um, brilliant company that he was, beneath that are many, many layers of of hard work that we really owe him a massive debt of gratitude for. Do you agree? Absolutely, and and also the way in which he approached everything. Like um, he, he, one of his great loves was the Afbakeningskomitee, um, which was the uh, uh, deciding which which parts of 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 property would be in which ward and so on. Yes, that's quite and, right. He and I shared a big love for that. <laughs> uh, you know me, I'm Mrs. Appalachian Queen of South Africa. I'm dying to make Appalachian control. <laughs> And he loved going to those places because it always ended up with a braai, with a local uh, 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 producers, and of course a couple of bottles of pinotage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and in fact, one of his favourite things he always used to say after those things, he always says, you know, um, people say wine is made in the vineyard. He says, but uh, he says, have you ever seen a horse winning the Kentucky Derby without a jockey on its back? Tell me that. Um, no, he's he's quite right. He was always inclusive of of all parts of uh, the uh, um, personnel and people that work in any of the of the wine uh, farms, etc. And everybody involved in the wine industry. I mean, he would know everybody. And they would all smile and greet him when he arrived at a farm or whatever. I mean, Davey was the last always to take his seat because everybody wanted to talk to him before he went to his seat. Yeah, always. I mean, he was in huge demand. And, you know, there was nobody that Dampy didn't include in his no. in his lineup of mates. I had, mm, I suppose I could say controversial customers. 
um, everybody and anybody walked in and out of the doors of Norman Goodfellows, as you know, and over the years I met everyone, whether they were gangsters, whether they were rogues, whether they were princes, paupers, they all came in and out and still do of the shop. And Roger Kebble was one of them. And Roger Kebble became a very, very good customer of mine. And when Roger moved down to the Cape, which he did about five or six years before his death, he knew Dampy Bailey from from young. They used to play rugby together, I think. And even with all the cloud that hung over the Cable family, Dampy Bailey was one of those people who put all of that aside. And he was such a good friend to Roger Cable in his last days. Um, I used to speak to Roger quite regularly because we used to keep him um, in wine whilst he, even while he was down in Cape Town. And he saw Dampy Bailey almost weekly. Dampy made a, a yeah. point of making sure that Roger Kebble was okay. And he was that kind of man. He didn't mind what anybody else thought or said. He used horse's mouth stuff. There was no such yeah. thing as, pardon the pun, the grapevine with Dampy. He just, what you saw was what you got. He was real, real down to his core. Well, even during this whole lockdown, Carrie, um, especially during the hard lockdowns when we weren't allowed to, to go anywhere, um, Dampy and I would speak on the phone at least once a week just to check in Did with you? each other. Did you? And okay. I mean, I'm not, I'm not the only one that he checked in with. I'm sure there were many, 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 many more people that he checked in with. But he checked in, is everybody okay? Yep. Everybody doing well? And that was always such a the warm feeling when 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 i had a phone call from him yeah. and but he was the most humble person completely i mean he never he never ever showed off anything and of course he he absolutely adored his wife sue yes she um, is a darling she's gonna miss him her. we're all gonna have to look after <laughs> sue bailey actually she's gonna have such a massive we, gap we in all, her life we're all gonna miss because she's gonna miss him a lot and yeah. um and he was very proud of his children. I mean, I remember he always used to tell me about his children because I've, as you know, the son at, at Edinburgh University. Mm. And he was always trying, he's always trying to set David up with his friends at university to see that they look after him, that he's yes. okay when he's... Because that was Dampy. He also knew somebody in every little nook and cranny of the planet yeah. Earth. You could phone yeah. Dampy and say, Dampy, I'm going to visit somebody in Alaska, have you got any contacts? He said, yes, yeah, sure, 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 I'll send them to you. You used to call me Macy Kent. Yeah. I'll send them to yeah. you, Macy Kent, and the next thing you would get a barrage of stuff, speak to yeah. so-and-so, tell him you, you know me, mention my name. He was brilliant. He was one of the well, best ambassadors for South Africa. Well, and and particularly if we're talking about Brandy, he was um, the chairman of the Brandy Foundation, and in fact, one of the conversations we had a couple of months ago was about um, a, a very interesting brandy, which I actually didn't even know about uh, before he told me. The KWV in the late 70s and early 80s used to store a brandy called Director's Reserve um, in a storage facility under the Thames in London. That <laughs> was clever of them. Yeah, and, and, and it was distributed from there. So the, he phoned me one day and said, haven't you got a bottle of it? And I said, well, I don't. I didn't even know about it. So he <laughs> said, well, we must go back to Panamava because he knows all about it. <laughs> and, uh, we got on the phone with Batty, and Batty didn't have any more. So Dampy was on a mission to, to find, find us a bottle. 
Well, but alas, we, 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 we didn't find any. Didn't you? We should maybe have phoned some of my friends at Berry Brothers. They might, they might well still have some lying yeah. under the Thames. Well, interestingly enough, I got an email from somebody recently um, who found a bottle of it in his father's mm. cabinet. And he didn't know what it was uh, because he didn't really recognize the, the label. <laughs> and, and, and we found, unfortunately... I never got a sip of that bottle either. So what did the what did the KWV make that for? Just for the directors of the KWV? No, that sounds... was then they stopped they stopped it uh, during that time already. Really? Um, in the early eighties, there was no more. Um, oh. And what age have... was it? What age was the directors' reserve? Now that's the one thing I tried to find out. Davey couldn't remember, and neither could uh, Bertie. But he said it was round about. 10 years old, which is actually why I brought the 10-year-old brandy here today. Have you got some um, in your coffee, my Winnie BB? No. <laughs> bit early, my sweetheart. <laughs> bit early. Now, if you'd made this call at 5 o'clock, I yes. would have had it in my glass. Definitely. But it's a little bit early this time of the morning. <laughs> well, I think that what we need to do, I'm going to be chatting to Donnie DeVette just now. Oh. And oh, please give him my love. I will do. He's devastated, as you can imagine. No, he, he's absolutely devastated. Yeah, he and he and uh, Dampy were really, really partners in crime. And of course, there's Bayer's Twitter, but I just don't have enough time to do everybody. But I do think that we need to have a nice tribute to Dampy in due course, because in these times of COVID, it's hard. Any other time, everybody would have flown in for a massive funeral and a party and a wake for Dampy that would have been amazing. So I think that, I think that going forward, I'm going to organise something online where we can all have raise a glass of something um, and record it, put it on a YouTube, and it's from the industry to Dampy. That will be fantastic. And I'll organise it. You and I'll organise it. You know, you have to leave we'll it to the girls it. in the industry to get stuff exactly. done. But I just want to tell you that up to the last minute, he was still doing wine because apparently he had literally an hour before um, he passed away was fetching wine from a neighboring farm. Sounds like that. So he was still carrying a box of wine an hour before he left us. So he loved wine. He lived for wine and and he lived for his friends and his family. And that is such a... A, a wonderful thing. Not many people can say that they no. they always enjoyed what they did. He has left. He's left an amazing, lasting, brilliant, happy, fun legacy for all of us, which will never ever yeah. be wiped out. He he really has been just no. brilliant. No. Wins, thank you so much for joining us on on my, my corner. Pleasure. We will definitely make a dampy. Zoom, a dampy celebration on YouTube for everybody to join. Have a fabulous weekend. Are you freezing cold? It's cold in Cape Town today, Mm. but it's been cold this whole week. It's been like no more than 12, 13 degrees every day, which is really Joburg Joburg by the sea. Well, we we had about two weeks of fantastic sort of spring weather. Everything was blooming and blossoming in my garden. And on Monday, we were cast back into Siberia. So <laughs> it's freezing. And I see there's snow on the mountains from you all the way up to Drakensberg, yeah. what have you. It's so freezing we, and the wind is blowing. It is really very cold. As you can see, I'm all 
It's Bramfinky weather. We're going to go and pour nice brand. Yeah. Come five o'clock. It'll be my glass, Gary. Good girl. Thank you, my darling, when you wins. Speak soon. Bye-bye. Bye.